Hello everyone, my name is Amar Ghale and this episode of podcast is also to cover the subtopics of the rise of nationalism in Europe for grade 10 for CVSC. But before I start the subtopics 2.3 and 2.4, I would like you to assess yourself by solving few questions based on your understanding on the previous episodes and topics. So first as part one, I have multiple choice type questions and the question number one is who was Frederick Sorio? Option A, a French artist, B, a French politician, C, a founder of Jacobin Club, and D, a German artist. Question number two, why was the vision of Frederick Sorio considered as a utopian vision? Option A, it was not uniform. Option B, it was not possible. Option C, it was too ideal to exist. Option D, it was very possible. Question number three, which two among the given below were already nation-states? Option A. Germany and Italy. Option B. Italy and France. Option C. France and Germany. And Option D is the United States of America and Switzerland. Question number four. What was the concept of a modern state? Option A. A state with centralized power and sovereign control over a clearly defined territory. Option B. A state with centralized power in the hands of monarch. Option C. A state with centralized power over the other's territories. And D. None of the above. Question number 5. In which year was the civil code implemented? Option A. 1804. Option B. 1814. Option C. 1840. Option D. 1841. Question number 6. The civil code was also known as Napoleonic code as Option A. It was the idea of Louis XVI. Option B. It was the idea of Napoleon Bonaparte. Option C. It was the idea of Adolf Hitler. Option D. None of the above. Now next, part 2 has short type questions. Question number 1. Mention any two most important features of the Napoleonic code. Question number 2. Why were the businessmen happy and supportive towards the Napoleonic Code? Question number three, define Zolverin. And as part three, it has long type questions. Question number one, explain the reasons for the failure of Napoleonic Code even though it brought drastic improvements. Question number two, explain the common differences between the aristocracy and the new middle class. Question number three, how did the unity among the aristocracies endure for a long time? Question number four, give an account of the challenges faced by the businessmen until 1834. Question number five, improvement of railway and free trade and market revived the idea of liberalism. Do you agree with this statement? Yes or no? Give reasons for your answer. Now let's understand the topic 2.3 a new conservatism after 1815. As Napoleon was on the mission to capture the Europe and to some extent he was appreciated and supported for his work under the idea of civil code of 1804. But his idea of expanding his territory did not go long and he had to face a lot of opposition too and later he was defeated by the collective effort of Britain, Russia, Croatia and Austria in 1815 in the Battle of Waterloo. And after the defeat of Napoleon in the Battle of Waterloo, European governments were driven by a spirit of conservatism 
and the conservatives believe that the establishment of traditional institutions of state and society like the monarchy, the church, social hierarchies, property and the family should be preserved. However, most conservatives did not propose a return to the society of pre-revolutionary days. Rather, they realized and proposed to carry on the changes initiated by Napoleon and believed that modernization could in fact strengthen traditional institutions like the monarchy which will make the state more powerful, effective and strong. They planned and proposed that a modern army, an efficient bureaucracy, a dynamic economy, the abolition of feudalism and serfdom could strengthen the autocratic monarchies of Europe. Now here you can see they wanted to abolish feudalism and serfdom which means conservatives were updating the old version of rule which had a lot of defects which also means they did not want the complete change. They were in favor of change, but they did not want to completely wash away their backgrounds, their old system. Now let's see what happened after 1815. In 1815, the representatives of European powers, Britain, Russia, Croatia and Austria, who had collectively defeated Napoleon, met at Vienna to draw up a settlement for Europe. The Congress was hosted by the Austrian Chancellor, Duke Metternich. The delegates drew up the Treaty of Vienna of 1815 with the object of undoing most of the changes that had come about in Europe during the Napoleonic Wars. The Bourbon dynasty was restored to power and France had to return all the territories it had annexed under Napoleon. Also, a series of states were set up on the boundaries of France to prevent French expansion in future. Thus, the Kingdom of the Netherlands, which included Belgium, was set up in the north and Genoa was added to Piedmont in the south. This was done to stop the expansion of France in future. Croatia was given important new territories on its western frontiers while Austria was given control of Northern Italy. But the German Confederation of 39 states had been set up by Napoleon was completely left untouched. And it was believed that the European power wanted to set up Roman Empire. Now, in the East, Russia was given part of Poland, while Croatia was given a portion of Saxony. Behind all these redistribution of territories or the distribution of Europe, the main intention was to restore the monarchies that had been overthrown by Napoleon and create a new conservative order in Europe. So conservative regimes set up in 1815 were autocratic. They did not tolerate criticism and dissent and they sought to curb activities that questioned the legitimacy of autocratic governments. And again, most of them imposed censorship laws to control media like newspapers, books, plays and songs which reflected the ideas of liberty and freedom associated with the French Revolution. But there was a group of liberals who lit the lamp of liberty as the memory of the French Revolution and continued to inspire liberals. One of the major issues taken up by them was against the conservative order and that was freedom of the press. So this is how the defeat of Napoleon opened up a way to redistribute the Europe and undo Napoleon's works in the Treaty of Vienna of 1815. The monarchy was restored by a group with conservative mindset and it was the birth of a new conservatism. Now let's check out the topic 2.4, the revolutionaries. 
So who were these revolutionaries? Where did they come from? And what did they do? Let's understand that also. So after the new conservatives restored power, many liberal nationalists went underground due to fear of repression and execution. And a number of new secret societies were formed in many European states to train revolutionaries and spread their ideas. And during that period, to be a revolutionary and to fight for liberty and freedom meant a commitment to oppose monarchical forms that had been established after the Vienna Congress and which was more powerful and oppressive after the Treaty of Vienna. Now, on the other hand, most of these revolutionaries also saw the creation of nation states as a necessary part of their struggle for freedom because only then they would have been lived a life out of the clutches of the oppressive monarchs. And one such fearless individual who thought for the creation of nation state was the Italian revolutionary Giuseppe Mazzini. He was born on 22nd June 1807 in Genoa and died in Pisa in Italy on 10th March 1872. He became a member of the secret society of the Carbonari, which meant in Italian dialect charcoal burners. And as a young man of 24 years, he was sent into exile in 1831 for attempting a revolution in Liguria. He subsequently founded two more underground societies, first Young Italy in Marseilles and then Young Europe in Bern, whose members were like-minded young men from Poland, France, Italy and the German states. Mazzini believed that God had intended nations to be the natural units of mankind. So Italy could not continue to be a patchwork of small states and kingdoms. It had to be forced into a single unified republic within a wider alliance of nations. And only this unification could be the basis of Italian liberty. Similarly, within a short period of time, secret societies were set up in Germany, France, Switzerland and Poland by following Mazzini's model. On the other hand, the growing popularity and support for Mazzini created rentless opposition to monarchy and his vision of democratic republics frightened the conservatives. The Austrian Chancellor Duke Metternich, a great diplomat who was at the center of European affairs, he also described Giuseppe Mazzini as the most dangerous enemy of their social order, which they had created after the Treaty of Vienna in 1815. So with this I conclude and I believe that you must have understood the impact of the Battle of Waterloo, the Treaty of Vienna, the work done by the Giuseppe Mazzini and the emergence of new liberal groups, secret societies and their work which terrified the new conservatives. Thank you for listening. Have a good time.